So they go to the house, but they won't let him in. They make him face the camera and they're like, nope, rejection. And so he asked to climb. His face the card, as the kids say, was declined. <laughs> oh, I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah, face card. Yep. Yeah. My face card never declines. Um, yes. When you, you know, when you can get in anywhere and you're hot. Yes. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide, Disco Citizens, the podcast where gorehounds and best friends, Terry Gamble and Julia Marchesi, break down a different horror movie each week, exploring a multitude of genres, subgenres, and sub-subgenres, classic and cult, international and underground flicks alike, determining which films are the goriest, and offering up Horror Movie Survival Guide tips to, to help, help you stay alive. Hey, Disco Citizens, welcome to another week of Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm your host, Terry, and I have our co-host, Julia. Hello, everybody. Let's talk this week about 2020's Dead. The title of this episode is Come to Daddy, and the tagline for this movie is A Buddy Murder Mystery with Ghosts. This was written by Thomas Sainsbury and Hayden J. Wheel, who also directed the movie. So uh, we are, this is one that neither one, we, this has been recommended to us. See, you need yeah. rec- recommendations. We take them. We, this year it is. Uh, and, and we're always excited because of going into a movie where we knew nothing about it. Yes. No, it's so good. I was so excited. Um, I love, uh, I love a recommendation. And I was like, this is so random. I don't think either one of us had heard about it. It was one of those things that came out in 2020. So, you know, the lost year <laughs> sometimes know, of like. But- I know we are, but I'm so glad this got unearthed from that because this is something that I feel like if we had been able to see this in theaters, I think we would have like run to this like this would have been very much up my alley. So um, thank you guys out there. This is so fun. So any movie that opens with a between the legs cross shot of a gentleman wearing pink underwear, I'm on board from minute second one. Julia, this whole opening montage was Art. Uh, that's me chef's kissing for those who cannot see because I am <laughs> chef kissing to Julia. Um, literally, like it's like so we have this sweet medium uh, basically that we meet um, and he's the most awkward, bumbling, sweet, just um, wonderful dork. And I was like, I'm already in love. Um, I right. So, very so much- we should mention that these, this, yeah. these two uh, these two main characters are, are the writer directors as well. So they've, yes. they're writing, directing and starring. So well done. Uh, Killing to both it. of them yeah and having so much fun i think that's why this makes this movie fun as you can tell their friends having fun and they're just eating that's yeah it is that joy it's like watching like really good i feel like i don't know i'm such a sketch comedy and like improv nerd but it's like when people are cooking with gas as a team you're just like okay this yeah. is like amazing you can tell the camaraderie is already there and then they also give each other just a license to be as like silly as they can be because they go yeah. far with each other in this sure. movie <laughs> It reminded me a little bit. We just talked a couple of weeks ago about Murder Party that uh, by yes. joining Sonny and, and making Blair, which is clearly a group of friends making this movie together, and that bleeds through. And that's one of my favorite feelings in film when you can tell that there's people who are enjoying themselves and getting to make things with their friends. It's amazing. So kind of like well this done. podcast that we do together, you know, kinda that people like are that. like, "Hey, I'm like, no, we're really friends. Like we hang out. Like <laughs> I love Julia so much, and I love Sierra so much. So it's like it's 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 a joy of life. So um, getting to make stuff with your friends." is like literally you know i think what we all aspire to some of our favorite you know filmmakers and stuff too same thing so yeah 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 so we go through this beautiful montage to kick off this movie of um this medium uh we find out later that through of course events his name is dane Maubeck, also known as marbles 
Um, I'm doing terrible accents today because these guys are from not here. Oh, oh man. Are you going to be trying the New Zealand accent all day? That's a, it's a tough one. It is so hard, but it's one of my all-time favorites, and I'm just uh, obsessed with it, and just beautiful. So and it's one of my favorite places to visit. I do love New Zealand. Shout out to New Zealand for being awesome yeah. and a great place to visit. Um, 100%. And yeah, you can zorb there, which uh, is always delightful. So. You can what? Zorb. Where they put zorb. you in that giant inflatable ball and then roll you down a hill. Because they're all about extreme sports in New Zealand. Fully. We could have this conversation later. But like, yeah, it's like, oh my God, we need to go back to New Zealand clearly and do some more things because like, I love it. Like, yeah, from like, you know, spelunking and cave, whatever. There's all kinds of things out there and, and hobbiting. Um, so yeah, so we see basically kind of the rules of of like what the what uh, ghosts have to go through in this film through this opening montage. So you see him counseling, you know, an older woman who's got a husband who's passed, who's stuck on there. He's naked. So you're already getting some comedy with an old man naked who's like, that's how he died. So basically, however people die is how they're kind of stuck. So I always joke about that. Like, whatever I'm wearing today is my ghost clothes. Like, if I pass today, you know, it's like, are you going to be stuck? That puts a lot of pressure on you, though. You know, that's and then people are like, why are you dress so fabulous? Is my ghost clothes every damn day? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a good motivator. Uh, so it's very sweet because but Marvel seems quite detached from it he doesn't like he's it seems quite routine for him even though these are very touching moments uh routine but also he doesn't charge most of these people so he has a heart about it because it's like you know most mediums i feel like are charlatans you know when you watch them on tv and they're just like i feel essence of blah 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 and you're like clearly they're doing like some psychological mind games and some like easy mentalist tricks and stuff like that too but he genuinely has like a method and we start seeing him do some weird stuff and it's like he actually takes drugs um, that he, like a, a special drug to actually see to the other side. So it only lasts for so long. So basically he kind of kind of clock in, knows he's going to get about an hour's worth of time with these people, tries to usher a little girl home. She's like, you need to go to the other side. If you stay here, it's not good. Um, and he just des- describes what happens if people stay there too long. They become like a bad apple ruining a bunch because you can kind of expire if you try to overstay, if you don't settle your business as a ghost. And I always appreciate when films get this kind of technical rigmarole out of the way very quickly. You're like, here are the rules in this world. Let's go. And I appreciate that because every, as we know, every every ghost story, every vampire story, every werewolf story usually has their own rules. So you have to know which you're playing by here. So uh, he has this uh, injection that he does that is is part marijuana and part neurological medication. Mm-hmm. And so he can physically see and hear them, but they. So we, then we, we have the crossover of uh, the, the gentleman we saw in the pink underwear in the very beginning who comes banging on the door in the middle of the session. And he knows that he is a medium, has seen, and so he's like his only chance. He's the only person he knows he can go to for help, even though he doesn't want to go to this guy because this guy's kind of a geek. I'm like, yes, he doesn't try to charge people, but it's that kind of thing where you're too sweet for your own good where now you're you sh- you're you're not being able to like, he has this terrible vest but he doesn't have money for gas it's this thing where like you got to be able to sustain yourself though like he's I a pushover yeah. he's a, he's he's a pushover he's a sweetheart but he's a pushover and he is not an advocate for himself and he just doesn't really believe in himself even though he's got this amazing ability but he doesn't see the value in it the way that other people probably do Right. And so that I think is indicative of many artists, honestly, (laughs) you know, of like I just make this thing because I love it or I can just do it. It doesn't seem like a big deal to them, but it's like a massive service that he's offering to people. Um, And And, and he's not he's not mm -hmm. tricking them. It really is. legitimate. So this isn't like a because, you know, it's not a scam. Zealand coast, I think of Frighteners, right, where it's also like it's not a scam, but he's doing it in the kind of like broke down sleazy way. And this is 
he feels quite put upon, I guess, because when Jason Tag, who was our, our, our cop, uh, comes in, he doesn't want to do it. He's like, hey, I just got murdered. I want to figure out who did it. It's part of the serial killer ring. I know what's doing. And he's like, I don't want to do that, man. That's not what I do. I just immediately you go do your cop stuff like yeah. i don't want i don't want it's it like i just help people uh usher themselves to whatever the next plane is and like he's like i don't know what's on there but the, you gotta go you gotta get out of here because if you stay here you're gonna rot and so um but but jason is his insistent um as he's a you know he's deceased um and this is so cute because he is running around just in his little pink underwear um because those are his, his his dead outfit um and his cop top so it's like a really fun little juxtaposition you get a little comedy gold <laughs> kisses again chef kisses again the whole film of seeing him um the reveal each time of his little little panties um so he's like hey you know what i'll make you a deal uh, marbles he doesn't want to call marbles actually yet sorry make you a deal dane um that we can um i'll give you some of my life insurance i basically have you know um i'm kind of like a half sister or whatever like, who's like she's my, one of my besties but she's not really not super tight she doesn't need the money because she's already she's got a good job she's a lawyer um you know i'll I'll be able to help you out and and marbles doesn't even want the money he's like i don't need it my life is for chill I don't want to deal with that. I don't want problems. He's like more money, more problems kind of vibe. I feel like it's what he's giving. Um, he just kind of doesn't want to be a part of society anymore. And we find out through the course of events that his father has passed. And I think that's kind of what set him on this path of not really feeling like he was a part of this world anymore because he feels some sort of guilt about how his father had passed away because he was with him when it happened. And his only friend is his drug dealer, Xavier, who was the one who procures them the stuff that he gets to mix together to inject himself with. And he also, we also meet his mom, who is harsh, like ice queen. Like she comes in and she says, hey, well, I'm selling the farm, uh, you know, and this is something that she didn't ask him about. And she's like, hey, you don't have the money, so I'm selling it and I'm leaving. See you later. He clearly wanted it. And that was something he thought he would was going to inherit or have. Um, and so the fact that he's not going to have it, he seems pretty devastated. Um, and this actually sets him on his hero's quest now, um, his journey, so to speak. This is the catalyst. And I was like, oh, here we are. Inciting incident. OK, um, so he needs to get the money. He's got an opportunity to get some money through the life insurance. So now he's going to have to do what he never wants to do. Actually, you know, do an investigation and help this officer discover how he was murdered. Um, so. And they don't, this. They, don't, mm -hmm. they don't play around with this very much in this movie about how much he's talking to ghosts in public. And they show him a couple of times where he's just talking to no one, you know, and he's just walking around. He's been doing this so long that it doesn't even bother him what people think anymore. Just walking. He also doesn't public. have any other friends. So as someone who does not have any other friends, I feel like you talk to who you talk to while you got them. Right. And that's <laughs> kind of what he's giving me in this, because if his only other friend is Xavier and he doesn't even bother to go to this guy's birthday party, he's not the most socially aware. So I think that checks out for him. And when they do finally use it a couple of times in the films, it's very, very um, uh, it, it really works. It's very it's, it, it really helps uh, push along the plot in those ways. So we go to meet Jason's sister, Yana, and she was played by Tamaya Hala. And this is something that is so cool because she has the fucking serial killer red string Charlie Day thing on the wall. We love that. Does someone have a super cut of that? Of all the times people have like a serial killer collage on their wall because I feel like oh. we see that all the time. I feel like someone's either got to do it or like has done it because that is like so brilliant. It's, a lot. And it's, so, it's so great. And it's so it's it's always such a great little like, I don't know, easy easy uh, tell for us of like okay yes we know exactly what these people are like like it's mm -hmm. like okay they have done the research <laughs> they have they are in deep 
Um, for better or worse, they look a little cray cray and I love it. Um, and she is gorgeous. And right off the bat, we get that Mobbles might find her very attractive in minute one of seeing her. Like it mm -hmm. is an instant. You're like, oop, chemistry, chemistry, chemistry. She is beautiful. She's a lawyer. She's also a criminal because she's got an ankle bracelet and she cannot leave her house. <laughs> <laughs> this as well. Uh, but she seems very tough and, of course, takes some convincing that her brother is actually dead and tells little secrets that they would only know to each other to get him to believe and now has to also convince her that Jason's in the room right now. We're talking and we need you to help us find his killer, uh, which but she can't leave the house. So there's that. Yep. So we know that it's going to have to be mostly Marbles who has to do all the foot soldiering, even though the brains of the operation are definitely Yana and Tag. Um, and so um, he's like, all right, I guess I have to do what you got to do. Um, and um, they also have these fun little interchanges, I think, in the beginning, too, where like Yana obviously likes her hair pulled and some little moments that things happen where they end up kind of close. And you're just like, "Ooh, I think these two are complimentary with each other. And I was like, I love this. So as they're figuring out this like whole um, thing they're trying to figure out where um, what the through line is for all the guys that have been murdered and they realize actually Marbles realizes what is it that's that they have in common Julia what is this round of films that me might be doing all about well it might be Pride Month, Pride Month so we might be talking about all of them are gay and we need to go now to the ex exceptional gay bar called Meatworks <laughs> yay we gotta go to Meatworks I'm so excited so it's so funny. They're like, where do body obsessed gay men go? And they're like, everywhere. <laughs> and it's like, it was so I would, beautiful. I would have said gym. Gym would have been my number one. That was choice. my first one too. I was like, go to the gym. Um, but there's like this gay bar, I guess, where all the guys, you know, they take off their tops and whatever. And they're like, I was like, yes, I cannot wait to get there. Let's go. Mm -hmm. um, so, and uh, she's great. And they try to hop in there. Um, he goes to hop on. Marbles goes to hop on his, his little Vespa and uh, his little scooter. Um, and uh, it's out of petrol, so they don't get very far. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> this, so, this bar is pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing, but um, uh, Marble's also at this point too discloses that he ha almost had a girlfriend one point because like Tag is like, "What's your deal, dude?" Like you, and he's like, "Well, I almost had a girlfriend once. I her name was Hannah, um, and I called her like Hannah, like the color, you know." And he like looked in her eyes, and they were gray. And he was like your eyes are like henna and and tags like quickly like that's not the color of henna that's <laughs> and he's like uh, yeah i know I, I messed it up right away like he was just you just get that marbles cannot speak to women very well uh people in general but anybody. women especially <laughs> yeah but women especially <laughs> so he met henna when uh, his father was in the hospital dying and her mother was in the hospital dying and so they had a connection there but it was all of course because he was there super awkward so didn't really go anywhere but we we learn of of his 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 almost girlfriend that was the closest he ever got which is not very far not very close really she was outside sm taking a smoke break from the hospital and he happened to be there like it's literally it's like that thing where yeah. you're like we've been dating forever it's like do you sit at the food court together at the same time like hey. <laughs> across from each other like far away like, like lloyd dobler and diane court right you go yes. on a date at the food court and then you know is that a date is this a scam we don't know <laughs> uh, absolutely oh i'm it's a scam. It's fully it's a scam. scam. <laughs> uh, so there, there ends up being, a, they meet at the gay bar, a gentleman named Lloyd Lelwyn, who 
corners Dane and is like, "Ooh, hey, I like your body. Would you ever want?" And it gives him his card because he he does f- photos? Question mark of gentlemen. Not really. He has a Lloyd Lloyd the LL's talent lab. scout, and I'm doing that with big quotations around. You know, there's people. Yeah. I feel like this happens a lot, especially in LA. But I feel like it can happen anywhere. They're like, "We're just we're casting something right now," and you're like, "Oh no." And he's, he strikes me as like kind of like a gay Rodney Bingenheimer who's just like trolling for no, nothing good, <laughs> all looking for you know just the kind of exploitive. And, and of course, here in LA, you if you tell someone, oh, I'm a producer, I'm a movie guy coming up, like of course you're gonna sucker a lot of people in, and it's uh, the same anywhere you go, pretty much as we yep. learn here in yep. New Zealand as well. Yep, one of the oldest in the book, and so as they're out there though, too on their way, they do run into. Um, one of Tag finds his old friend Khaled, um, and he looks like all crazy. And as they split up, kind of as they're on making their had made their way there, and um, he ends up freaking out about it. And um, Marbles finds him after, uh, you know, and he re- tells him that uh, Khaled is actually a zombie, basically kind of like a ghoul now, and he's actually been out too long. He's been dead too long, and now he's been stuck in this state too long that you start to decay. You don't look like a regular ghost anymore. You kind of lose yourself. Um, and so it's just like he talked about that rotting apple thing again, where it's like, that's what it is. You have to avoid them because if you touch them, you'll start rotting more quickly too. So yeah. it's they like, they actually do where, look mm-hmm. like blackened bananas, honestly. It's like mm-hmm. what they look like, but he does, he touches Jason and Dane freaks out and pulls him away because as you know, if one black banana touches another one, they suddenly all go back, which is such a strange, it's so weird. Um, but Hey, I don't know. I, I got nothing. I don't I understand. Nothing. Yep. Um, but um, yeah, but they also happen to see not just uh, this Lloyd guy that they see at the club, but randomly tags, not tags, sorry. Marvel's mom is at the club. And, yeah. Uh, she's having a good time though. She's out on the club floor dancing and not from, from that ice queen we saw earlier in the movie, there's hundred percent no way this woman would be at this club. And so he, of course, what? what? She doesn't seem particularly perturbed to see him there. She's, she's also shammered. Yeah. So she's like super drunk. And so she's out and about and she's like, I want to find another man. And he's and Marbles is like, Mom, like you're at the wrong club to find a man for you. So sorry. This is not your bar. This is mm-hmm. for men. And um, she seems not she seems oblivious to that, but also like still really focused on finding somebody there. And he's like, Mom, I got I gotta get you out of here. So he he, you know, gets her out of there. Um, runs into his friend Xavier and is able to take her car, his his friend's car, um, you know, out um, with the urging of Tag being like, yeah, you take the car, uh, get her home. Um, and mom, of course, immediately gets sick in the car and just vomits on them. <laughs> so gross. Uh, we did uh, skip over the worst. I know it's so gross. There was a, a brief Tag uh, chase at the club where he ran. He saw the hoodie, which he now knows the hoodie is a girl. So that was the hoodie person that he who the hoodie's him. a woman. Hoodie's a woman. Uh, so we end up Marvels ends up hitting a guy with his car on accident, and when he gets up, it is Jason getting up, even though Jason is also sitting right next to him, and he's wearing but this Jason's wearing different clothes and is bleeding blue stuff out of his ear. So what yeah. is he exactly? Is creepy. So then we find out another rule of the game, which is that you can actually inhabit other bodies. Um, and so that is what we, we were learning. We're like, oh, so you can actually use this. So if you're a ghost running around and your body starts rot- uh, rotten, 
it means before it rot, it fully rots, rots, you could actually go in and jump into another body. So um, they run through like kind of like these woods and um, the other guy ends up, you know, um, jumping into like a river and actually fully dead, dead, deading again. He's even though he's already dead. So it's like, can you dead a dead person again? Anyway, he gets. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, right. Like he's already dead. But how do you how do you kill him? Right. Yep. That's yep. You can't. Can you kill the dead? But the vampires are dead. You can kill them. Yeah. Can you get rid of a ghoul? So anyway, more layers, but more, more, more. But this is also going to be important for later because this is going to be obviously a component for what's really going on in the movie, maybe. Um, so they go back to Yana's place after they discover all of this. And, you know, um, Tad keeps talking with, you know, Marbles about, well, maybe I could inhabit you. Like, and he's like, no, what are you obsessed with trying to be in me? I don't understand. And, you know, of course, obviously some double entendres uh, <laughs> uh, with all of that. But they get back to Yana's place and she's like passed out. Um, and uh, uh, Marbles ha- tries to pick her up and get her up. And he's like, what would Tag watching him? And he's like, uh, is it okay if I touch your sister here? Uh, is it okay if I touch your sister here? And the comedy of that is just so cute. He's so sweet. He's so awkward. So they find out when Yana comes to that they are they are trying to research and see what the girls have boys have in common, and it turns out that most of them were working for the, our our friend Lloyd Lowen, who has his lads, uh, but they also have they're all under uh, pseudonyms. So that's yep. why she could never find them in any of her serial killer research. It's not under their real names. But yep. now he is their number one suspect, and he was the only person that could possibly go and because he's already met him and they, he already got a kind of an approval. Yep, because so. the guy was already trying to trying to scout him. So it's gonna have to be marbles and he's gonna have to be gay because that's the deal. And so they do a little mini makeover on him that's so silly. And those he's like shorts, though. There's no way that a gay man would approve those shorts. Those shorts are hideous. They are pretty bad, but also like he probably couldn't fit into any of Tag's shorts. Like no, that's true. Be, <laughs> Tag is pretty tiny compared to him, and it's like really <laughs> cute. Yeah. And so they put him in like this tight. tight, tight shirt, and it's just, you know, just wow. Just gorgeous and a little scarf and they do makeup on him and he's like okay and you can tell he kind of gets into it a little bit he's like okay i'm feeling a little jaunty you know like little sexy little naughty um and so he goes on this reconnaissance mission undercover um because obviously yana can't go because she's you know and and tag's dead so um yeah 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 so they go to the house but they won't let him in they make him face the camera and they're like nope rejection and so he asked to climb His face the face card, as the kids say, was declined. Oh, I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah, face card. Yep. Yeah. My face card never declines. Um, when you, you know, when you can get in anywhere and you're hot. Yes. Gotcha. Or Pretty famous. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. So he goes to the house. Uh, he jumps the gate and goes over to uh, our friend Lloyd. And Lloyd's like, all right, come to daddy. You want to do it? Let's come on. Slits back, spreads his leg, ready to go. And, uh, Poor, poor little day's like, what? No. Just so, so out of his well, we have to, Well, he's out of his element. Also, Tag is like, they've split the party at this point. So Tag is not near him to give him any coaching for his like gay coach is missing. So because Tag has actually run into his old friend, Samar, um, who looks all ghoulish and terrible, but he's still able to talk a little bit, but it's very like belabored and very slow because he's, you know, the ghoul basically now. So he um you know tells him you know that um basically he, he starts luring tag away um while all this is happening and marbles is like ends up fighting with lloyd and uh you know it's like and lloyd's like nothing i do is illegal what you mean man i'm not doing anything bad um and just as the sl- smarmiest slimiest but he's actually i don't think the killer 
uh, because he uh, Marbles does attack him though because he's worried uh, and that he's going to have to do some sort of nefarious sexual act. With his so he smashes a statue over his head, and meanwhile, Tag is lured into a field of dead people who touch him again. So now he's even more, uh, and you can already Delish. see him starting to rot. Like he's decaying. It, yeah, it looks like bad fruit kind of going going over. Uh, so this is everything is going uh, pear shaped, as they say. Pretty bad. And this is a big moment, too, because we re- get re- revealed here now, finally, that Hoodie Girl is actually a Marble's almost girlfriend, Henna. She's a goth girl now. And yep. So and- Tag says that he wants to cross over, even though he's turning into a ghoul. Uh, but like they want, they, Dane wants him to go. He's like, you're just going to get worse, man. Like, you got to go now. But he wants to find the killer. He wants to finish the whole the whole plot. So he's like, we have to fi- follow her. Um, but Marvel's at this point, because he sees that it's Henna, is kind of paralyzed and doesn't want to run after her because he still obviously has some feelings for her and um, is really worried about it. So um, eventually um, uh, uh, Marbles gets back to Yana's place and um, she tells him about uh, Khaled and that actually... The biggest reason they're like, he's like, I don't know why Tag won't cross over. She's like, well, because he was madly in love with Khaled and he never told him. Um, and they had like, you know, they were, you know, had been dating and then he, you know, for a few months and then he was um, murdered. And so he was really affected by that. And that's why he get now why he was so obsessed with this case and finding out who all these guys were. Um, the connection was basically that um, he was trying to do it for someone he was in love with. So he needs to find Khaled basically to tell him he loves him in order for him to kind of, not kind of, but to actually be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he ends up giving Yana the last uh, dose of the drug he has so that she can talk to Tag about him. Because he, yeah. he has to go. Well, because he, he's got to go help finish the mission. So Marvels has got to get out of there. So he's like, all right, if, if you feel him, feel his presence, take a stab at this druggy druggy, and you'll be able to chat. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also right before they were about to hug and kiss and make out of but of course marvel's mom calls and interrupts the most beautiful sweet little moment that they're about to have so his mom sounds terrible she's crying on the phone he's like okay god i have to go and so he runs home um and this is a bad move for him because his mom lay crazy she's yeah. not great she's she was faking it the whole time it was a lure to get him out to the farm because now her master plan is going to be revealed and yep. the master plan and this is a, a terrible master plan, mom, is that she, so her husband died. She was so, uh, and she knew that uh, Dane had taken the drug and that it worked. And so she tried the drug and she could see her husband and was so thrilled. And then he was there, but then he started to turn into a ghoul. And so she felt like if I just get him a new body, he'll come back like he was. And so she's been trying with all of these young men. And she's like, yeah, you might as well get a, like a nice looking one, right? So she's been trying with all these young men to try to get her husband back, but he's just decaying further and further. So every time they come back to life, it's getting worse and worse. So she thinks, well, maybe it's a genetic thing and maybe I could put my husband into my son, which is wrong on many, many levels. Uh, Just The Freudian, Oedipal, whatever, like all the complexes. Like I was just like, whoa, this is so gross. Um, Coming all together. Yep. Not great, yeah. mom. Not great, mom, mom. But mom's so far gone. It, like this is her last straw, and she—you can tell that she feels no sympathy at all for Dane. He just, just kind of a, a sacrifice to her plan. 
She uh, seems so- like she never really loved this son, which is so awful. She's not a good mom. And like she really was just obsessed with her husband and just felt like it was. Her- she also, I think, has a lot of animosity and um, judgment for her son because she thinks it was his fault because he was with him when he passed. And so she was like, if he basically had been doing, taking better care or paying more attention, like he probably would have been okay. But it looks like he had like a brain aneurysm or something. It was like he was going to, it was not going to be something that he was going to be okay. Like I heard that tag could have, not tag, but marbles could have helped with anyway. So it's just truly upsetting. Um, and in the midst of all this, so yeah, she, she's going to stab him. So she basically does like a super dose of the drug, um, in order to make these transferences happen. So she stabs him, which basically kind of paralyzes Marvel's now. So he's kind of just incapacitated with this stuff. Um, he's, he's like kind of seeing, and he's seeing his father and he's just like, it's just a really awful kind of nightmarish moment. Javier, his friend shows up because he had borrowed his car to take his mom home. So he was coming to get his car because his car never came back. And it's his only friend. Thank goodness. He's a nice dude coming to check on his friend. And he's like, hey, where are you at? But he thought maybe it was Henna, the hoodie girl, because she he sees her peek out um, from the house. And he's like, oh, Huzzah Mm -hmm. for Xavier, except Xavier uh, also gets stabbed pretty much immediately so it's so sad he was just trying to be a good friend and he just he just fails, fails he walked into a trap he but did. then we have yes then we have henna as a renfield yes mom <laughs> she thought she was going to be wonderfully rewarded and she was not uh mom had promised that she was going to bring her mom back if she went and got procured all these gentlemen for her and did the messy bit uh, but then mom reveals that it was never the plan She's never going to be one if they're rewarded and you've been a loyal servant for nothing. Ah, always a Renfield. Like, um, but mom does reveal. I was yelling at the screen, Julia. I was like, oh my God, she's a Renfield. Oh no. <laughs> we do so love a Renfield. We do. Uh, mom does reveal the reason that she picked gay men is because uh, they have no kids, live alone, and are cleaner and cuter. She's basically okay. like, they're hot. They work out. I want that. I want a hot young but uh, yes, so uh, now dad is like a nasty ghoul. So we now we have Yana who shows up and now we get kind of a ghost fight going on. She's taking the drugs so she can see what's happening. And we know that she definitely has a little bit more guts than Dane does, who is laying on the ground, bleeding blue stuff out of his nose and ears and looks like he's in That's because we saw that earlier because when he said, I took too much, it makes yeah. him like his reaction because he's had so much in his body for so long. And if he goes too long on the drug, like if he keeps taking it over and over, he does have this reaction that is really incapacitating for him. So it's not that he can't, it's he, not that he could, it's just that he really can't right now in the state that he's in. And Yana, yeah, she is much more fierce than him. And we knew she was going to have to be the one to rescue this dude. Um, and she loves it. And she's like there for him because she also had this like great connection with Jason. Um, Jason had told Yana that he loves her and, you know, and has said his goodbye as well. So um, they, you know, they, they, it's going to be okay. So um, Marbles actually pops into his mom for a bit. <laughs> yeah, we get this crazy thing where now everybody is going to jump into everybody's body and there's doubles of people. Uh, and so now Jason is inside of Dane and Dane goes on the mom and this kind of wackadoodle craziness of, of possession. It's a big bad fight at the end. Yes, is, is a lot of possession. <laughs> which is fun, which is a fun, a fun way to do a big battle. Uh, but of course, mom has to go down because she is evil. She gets a syringe in the throat. Uh, she says, I just wanted to be with the man I loved. Is that so wrong? And you go, it's not wrong in theory, but what you've done in practice is terrible, sir. And not Damn. just that, Marbles is like, Mom, 
I'm a man and I'm right here and I'm the one who is alive. You don't love me either. Like, it's just that thing of like, okay, great. Yes, I understand you have this loss, but there's still living people here to love and that love you, you know, mm-hmm. um, but clearly not so much. So, um, you know, now, I, Dan, now, Dan, now Dane gets the farm. Dane gets the farm. Mom, mom is gone. Mom did not buy the farm. She did buy the farm, but she did not buy the farm. Correct. She did not sell the farm. She bought the farm. <laughs> Hey, there you go. Um, there it is. There it is. And it's so cute. I love this bit too at the end where finally, you know, Marbles is back in his own bod and he's like, hmm, that smells, smells like a bag of nectarines. And just like then goes in and kisses Yana. And it's like, I don't know, it's just something very adorable. Um, and their, and their she, moment. She grabs, she grabs him. She pushes mm-hmm. him. She pulls his head back. So it's a, it's a very aggressive, everybody's happy at the end kiss. Everybody's so happy, in fact we have a, a gay heaven where it's just a naked hot rave and i was like this is the kind of heaven i could get behind for the sure credit scene in heaven i'm applauding right here y'all can't see it but julia can julia wow yeah, there's men wearing nothing but little cl- little clouds over the junk he meets khalid they get to kiss in heaven everybody's happy yeah so tag and Hel- got- have a reunion it's the biggest it's i call it the like heavenly white circuit white party it's like you know when they have the white party out in- yeah. <laughs> every year for pride um it's just like a big old circuit party and it is beautiful what's the circuit party uh look it up hey kids oh, okay. gay culture <laughs> i don't know but uh, i like it so how do you survive this movie oh gosh well um, you gotta be an honorable person, I think, and respect the dead, mm-hmm. right? And not try to like let and let them go. Like you have to like help them make peace. I think is the deal because it's like if you are either creating dead people, so don't murder, Always right? Good. Yeah, good if, if 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 you're creating good people, guy tip, please, please don't, don't do murder. I think that's that should be like number one, right? Like if you murder people, that's probably gonna haunt you somehow, and in many ways in this movie, yeah. I guess surviving is different on whose aspect you're looking at, right? We're looking yeah. at the ghost. It's to get, you know, say your goodbyes and cross over. If mm-hmm. you're someone like Dane, uh, it's hard because I feel like if his ghost friends hadn't intervened, if this was mom's plan all along and he hadn't, hadn't met Tag, he 100% would be dead. Yep. So it's only, he only survived because he got friends. Friendship. Right? So friendship will save your life, I guess. There you go. And uh, did multiple times in this movie, too, for him. It was like yeah. everyone kind of anybody he made friends with or anybody who was helpful to it got paid back to him. Right. Somehow. So there's something beautiful about the reciprocity of friendship. So be good to your friends and hopefully they are good to you. And uh, that's how you get to survive this this earth. Right. And even in the next one, the next plane, whatever that is, gay circuit party heaven, I'll take it. Um, and then they and the end credits are really fun, too. They um because of all the things that have gone on, you know, clearly, um, you know, Marvel's helping Yana uh, and, and she uh, jumping her GPS for her ankle bracelet. He's aided and abetted, basically. So they both end up at home with ankle bracelets and Javier comes over with the cake. And like, it's really cute because he, he did survive the stabbing. So we get little happy endings within the credits that were super fun. So let's talk about some gore factor for this movie. Yes, please. One is not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three is enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four is a box of blood. And five is run for the barf bag. And we give this a two and a half. Not a bunch of gore on this one, but a lot of uh, ghoulish, rotting. Peeling off skin and rotting flesh. So that's what this is for. And then the nosebleeds were all blue, mostly, and like weird colors. So not blood gore, but just weird ghouly things. 
um, mm-hmm. is what that's for. So not bad. Um, and so if you're looking for gore, those are not for you. But if you're looking for a good time, I'm going to talk about these chainsaws. One, if you're desperate, two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen where it seemed better. Four, not too shabby. And five, fantastic oracle. If you couldn't already tell for me, this was a full five. I loved it. I thought it was so endearing i love the friendships i was surprised by some of the stuff but also even the stuff i wasn't was so charming that i was just like smiling and happy through this film so this is like if you want to feel good i would put this film on yeah because so we always love the comedy horror that's always a good mix when they get it right so i gave this a four and a half i really enjoyed this film i thought the friendship was really palpable all everybody on screen was having fun and I think that they tried to do something kind of different with the medium story, which I liked. And they threw a lot of rules at you, but I think they gave you just enough so it wouldn't be confusing. So um, thank you for listening to us talk about Dead. We are happy to talk about horror movies with you. Please do give us recommendations. As you see clearly from this episode, we do take them and we'd love to get everybody's different point of view because people have different tastes in horror. We want to represent all of those. Yes, representation matters every day. We love you guys so much. You can find us on the internet uh, to chat with us if you'd like to, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, And you can also support this independently produced podcast, a bunch of ladies putting stuff together. Here we are, putting it together, doing it for ourselves um, at our Patreon at Horror Movie Survival Guide. Um, And you can also buy some merch at our Teespring store. Um, It's super cute things. We got all your fun stuff, mugs, bags, shirts. Oh, my yes let's do yeah. it sure ratings always help anything you want to do sharing is lovely we do appreciate you listening and we hope you have a fantastic oracle week yeah happy pride bye thank you for listening horror movie survival guide is independently produced by terry gamble julia marchesi and sierra ryan hey that's me if you would like to support the show find us on patreon.com slash horror movie survival guide. 